never really saw anybody in media that was like, oh, like being a chef is something to be proud of, you know, um, being a chef is something that you can actually succeed in and, you know, do a lot of things and, you know, be great. Be great. Be great. Welcome, y'all, to What's Cooking with the Whitberries. I'm your host, Daquan Whitberry. I'm your co-host, Nicole Whitberry, and together we run... Red Indigo RVA Cafe and Loco. Yep, and I am the boss, but she's the real boss. Stop saying that. But it's true, so I'm going to keep saying it until the day I die. So today, it's going to be a little bit different, but, you know, we're going we're gonna to hop into it. We're going to let y'all know what we really do on the low, low. Um, you know, how we became successful entrepreneurs, serial entrepreneurs, because at this point we got what three four businesses i don't know i lost count uh but you know we opened up rva cafe very successful very fast and you know a lot of people don't know our secret of how we got here so quickly now we own a delivery service that's going well and we're about to kind of launch a lot of different virtual restaurant brands right all you Oh, me. I'm just here for the ride. Weird. That's fine. But, but tonight, because we want to talk about a drink. Remember, we talk every. I got you, week. but I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna get there. I just want to let everybody know. But I'm ready to talk about it. Tonight. Oh, where? Okay. So how are you? How are you first? I'm doing good. Doing good. Doing good. That's good. I'm doing good. Well, we had a good day. We, we had real, a good day. Very. We um, in. Yeah. And then we got productive. Went to a doctor's appointment, and then um, had some lunch. Yep. Uh, we set up a business on the platform. Yeah. And we launched instantly to work. Uh, who do we launch? I think it was a dessert place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So it was like have, we have like a four. Yep, yep, yep. Getting uh, up there. Um, and so I guess what do you love about this week? <laughs> I don't have anything that I really love about this week. I am Again, this week, anxious. This is a lot going on personally, but um, I am anxious this week. Um, I have surgery again on Wednesday, so I'm not really feeling that. But um, I think you and uh, Patrick are going to get our team together. So we have some people coming in again. Um, So we had a actually we had a great weekend, right? Because we had some people come in. Yeah. You know, try out the space. We kind of interview each other, and I think that went really well. Yeah, um, I think we had two sign-ons from that. Mm-hmm. Um, Adding a lot of people to the team, we got new drivers, new cooks, mm-hmm. yeah. um, possibly a new media guy. A lot of new, not a new faces coming to the business. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I think that's what I really love because we've been trying to recruit people for a while now. And I, I think, think it's it's. It's starting to stick, you know, mm-hmm. you, you had a slow moving fire, I guess, trying to get people to believe and, you know, see what we're doing. Because obviously I'm a quiet entrepreneur. I don't tell a lot of what we be doing. Really? Though? Yeah. I mean, I just started getting on social media and all that, like last year for real, telling, oh, we heard this, we're that, you know, and I think uh, people really don't put it together like how successful we really become in a lot of the different things we're doing. You know, um, generally times, especially in the restaurant industry, because 
like restaurant is kind of a hard business to be in. Richmond is so saturated with restaurants. Yeah. Um, it has become the hardest task to figure out what to eat. Yeah. I, I feel like it can be literally an hour or two. Well, I think it's on both sides because you got one side where you can be like, okay, it's hard to figure out what you want to eat. And then the other side, people love it because Richmond has such a like diverse, like, I don't know, just genre of food. You can just go from anywhere. And especially if you go downtown, like you can figure out whatever, as long as you are open to different cuisines, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, um, that again, what we do in every podcast, we ask three questions. So our third question, right, is why are you not where you want to be? I am where I want to be. Right. I'm right where I need to be right now. Slow pace, slow and steady wins the race. Um, I don't have any complaints. Okay. What yeah. about you? Um, I think for me, I, I, I would like to say I'm where I want to be, but I'm not all the way because, again, we're still, we're still working on getting the team ready. Still working on getting, you know, everything uh, situated for, you know, this new move. Big, some big things coming up. You know, I don't like to, I like to be the boss. So I don't like, you know, working. Now we're doing some partnerships with other businesses. And so now you mm-hmm. got some mm-hmm. quotas to meet and different things like that. So that's the, you know, un, I guess just, I don't know, just it's not working out for me right now in the space of just doing what I want to do as I want to do it on my own pace. But I think it's going to be really um It's gonna be really what? I just think that uh, it's kind of hard when you're making partnerships with people and they have expectations. You have expectations, so in negotiations right now, trying to figure out how we're gonna situate it, how we're going to get structure the business mm-hmm. properly so that it's it's beneficial to all parties. But you know, let's get into how we got here because I mean, we're talking about the end or you know the current. Uh, I feel like. We need to let people know, okay, well, what were the steps that you took to get here? Yeah. You know, um, RVA Cafe, you know, turned into something where I was just essentially looking for more or less a space to do catering, personal right. chef. You know, I was had a lot of personal chef clients. I was doing catering. That's all I wanted. And I was like, okay, I need, I got a good space that's an actual kitchen. Mm-hmm. that I'm going to be doing. Um, and so, you know, now that we're here, it's like, okay, well, how did I get here? How did I get from personal chef uh, catering to, I mean, we're running, <laughs> what, 500 to 800 different deliveries every week out of one little small 1,200-foot kitchen. So um, what's your thoughts, like? Cause you, cause you started. It's a blur. I mean, it. I was there for every piece of it, but it was really a blur. Um, but we we didn't know where it was gonna go. You know, we talked about this already. So we talked about that baseline, that core, um, and then the 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 soar off of revenue and sales and how to keep it steady was you coming through and working with the apps, figuring out, almost using it like a video game. 
how yeah. to keep those numbers coming. Yeah. Um, so you just kind of worked and finagled. I don't even know. You know, I know that we play with zones. I know we with uh, zip codes and deliveries. And I know we put promotions on. And I know that we, you know, just kind of looked at when was a, um, I would say a peak time. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Um, I don't know really what you did to really get us here. But before we get into that, I want to talk about our drink for tonight. So I know we said wine, but a couple things going on um, in the kitchen tonight. So, um, you know, eventually we're going to make this podcast video. um, So you'll start to see what I'm drinking, what Daquan's cooking. Tonight we're drinking a Picharita topped off the Prosecco. I liked it. He didn't. You didn't like it? Um, no, I really didn't like it. You know, I'm not a big drinker like that, so. And then we have, um, a chef in the house that is cooking up some wonderful dinner. It smells amazing in here. And she's getting us straight. So you hear all that cutting and moving. That's getting the Woodberries good to go. We got a personal chef in here tonight. We right, love it. Right. Yep. Um, so she'll settle down in a minute. But right now she's getting that stuff spiced up nice. Um, but. You know, as far as how we got to where we are, um, I mean, you just sat down and looked at the metrics. Like, you looked at the numbers, and you mm. saw what worked, what didn't work, and you, you maneuvered that. And So, I think the most important thing that people have to understand about how we got to where we are is because, you know, we took a new path in being a successful restaurant, whereas... You know, a general restaurant, what they do is they look at location, look at ambiance, look at, you know, space and time to, you know, actually like how far it takes you, you know, how far it is from like the main city. Oh, yeah. Where a lot of mm-hmm. the population is, mm-hmm. all of that, um, you know, and I think for me. Obviously, you know, we're in a good space, but I really didn't look at that as a good space because we're, you know, on Broad Street. That's mainly Mm -hmm. a popular area. But when you look at it, we're kind of far from Broad Street. Like when you look at our actual location in a shopping center and, you know, when I realized, okay, we don't have a lot of people that are just walking by, you know, nobody's going to just happen upon our big cafe. Like, I was just walking, you know, it's what, 2018 when we opened. So it's like. Yeah, the shopping mall experience is a little different. Nobody's just walking around lollygagging like, oh, I happened upon in here. So what I realized is that we were in the best area for delivery because Richmond is very diverse. You can go from, you know, million dollar gross house income to, you know, middle class, 50,000, 100,000 to, I mean, even low class, you know, people that are actually really struggling like really, really quickly in like a couple blocks. So I feel like for us, I had to create a menu and then appeal to all of those different demographics and really using the technology that was given to us, you know, all of the, the third party delivery apps and really not knowing the power of them because this is pre COVID. This is pre 2020. Right. Mm-hmm. So nobody really was forced to use it. This was just like a new thing people were using. They're like, okay, you know, you might want delivery, might not because everybody knows you can get delivery from Chinese food places. You can get delivery from pizza places, but 
No, now I'm talking about you can get French toast, pancakes, mm-hmm. waffles delivered, you know, eggs and all that. It's like, oh, Lord. So, um, you know, I'm kind of like blown back about how like far we really got, you know, in in the space of just most of our money, most of our revenue being made off delivery apps. And a lot of people don't know that, you know, you know, 2020, we bring it back to 2020, you know, we were hit with a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Everybody had to get on the apps. You know, that was what they had to do to survive. And we turned out from, you know, not just surviving, but we were thriving in that. So when the pandemic came, we were already prepared and ready to go. You know, we we knew, oh, well, this is what we've been doing for how long, you know? So I feel like, you know, that's the most important part people have to understand about like RVA Cafe. Like we were, you know, a virtual brand or virtual restaurant. You know, many people don't know what that really means. You know, that's going to be a new thing that people are going to figure out here in the next couple of years. You know, you have a restaurant that doesn't have a space. It doesn't have a curb appeal. You don't mm-hmm. know where it is. You know, it really is only going to be. You know, delivered. we had a, a customer come in this weekend and he said, I, I've ordered online. And he literally said that he said, but I wanted to come and pick it up today. Mm-hmm. Not much to see, but I mean, yeah. People want to see where they're getting the food from. And he yeah, said he was really impressed by what he saw. So, <laughs> We got a, um, we definitely got um, a really big customer base mm-hmm. that we've never met. We don't know who they are. We don't know what they look no. like. We don't know their family life. Right. You know, so it's like when somebody asks me, like, okay, what's your demographic? It's like, I, I don't know. Old... <laughs> Young, what kids? We do have that Sunday order every Sunday, and she's like gotta be in her 70s, oh, yes, yes, yes. and she's, she's, she's every week, every yeah, Sunday, every Sunday she orders. She gets her breakfast. Mm-hmm. But you know, and that's kind of cool because it's like we can appeal to literally everybody everywhere, mm-hmm. and that's really the strength of you know running a business, and that's really what got us to to where we're at right now because. Mm-hmm. You know, we ran RVA Cafe as a virtual restaurant, essentially, you know, 90% of all of our revenues coming off of every single delivery app. Uh-huh. You know, we really wasn't worrying about people walking in, you know, getting the customer base. And we were, we were growing, you know, prior to COVID, upside and shut down and things like that. But, you know, before that, it was just like apps, apps, apps. And I, re- I remember... What really nailed it in the coffin for me was at one point in time, you know, I was looking at all kinds of reviews. You know, you got to look at the Google reviews. You got to look at the Yelp reviews. And we got a bad Yelp review one time. And I remember this because it was a guy who he had driven here from Florida. I think he was like going to New York or something. And he stopped in. He found us on Yelp. He was like, oh, you know, you guys had good reviews about breakfast. So he came in and this time we had what? three, four tables, none big. You can see the kitchen. You can see everything that's going on. You can see the amount of deliveries that we're pushing out, the drivers. I mean, we had a line of drivers sitting out the door every day. And, you know, he came in and sat with his family. We tried to get to him as efficient as possible. But, you know, he gave us a a negative review simply because he's like, oh, well, it's, I think it was Saturday or Sunday, busiest day as possible, right? Oh, you guys... 
it was the food was good, but they prioritized deliveries over their walk-in customers. And at first I was kind of upset about it. I was like, well, we tried to get to you because, you know, we had a thing. Okay, we have a dine-in. That ticket needs to go to the front. But it's Saturday and Sunday. So while we're having these dine-ins, we also got customers that, because everybody ordered at the same time. They ordered at 1030 every Saturday and Sunday. And everybody went their food at the same time. So it's like, okay, what do you do in that situation? You know, I had to make this, this call. Like, okay, mm-hmm. let me get out five of these delivery orders and then let me work on you know, this dining customer. And, you know, I realized, you know, that was his perception on it, but it was real. It was really true. You know, we were actually prioritizing the the delivery customers over the walk-in customers because we had to, because the delivery customers came back to us every day. You know, they order Saturday, they go to Sunday, then on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And you, you came in here once well, we might see you again, maybe, you know, it was funny because we, we took over RVA cafe in 2000, December, 2018. And I swear it was up until maybe last year. Mm-hmm. We had people still walking in saying, Oh, well, where's the old owners? I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> they been gone for like two years. Like if they was depending on your money, they'd have been out of business. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, I'm like, how y'all, this two years later, y'all still don't know we, the new owners of this? That's gonna make no sense. So, you know, it's crazy to me that, you know, I, I had to read a negative review to really kind of understand. To make it click. Where you know, our, niche, yeah. our niche is delivery. Yeah. And, you know, we we still have to play with the numbers on how far this delivery is gonna go. I J, Crossing the river is not for me. Um, well, see, the, the big thing about that is, and, you know, I, when I try to consult people and I try to teach other restaurants about, okay, where are we going to go? Um, how are we going to increase our business? You know, I help other restaurants, you know, figure out their online businesses, figure out how they're going to control their apps correctly. And I say, you know, first, you got to do your own delivery, right? Got to get your own delivery drivers. Hence why we got Loco, you know, but the next thing is people want your food. If your food's good. They're going to pay whatever they got to pay to get it. You know, I, I do agree that there, you know, we have customers who are willing to order um, delivery from places that normally other third party deliveries wouldn't go. So then, you know, obviously it's going to be higher in cost, but um, people do want RVA Cafe food and it's quality food. It's trash. Every is nothing sitting waiting for somebody to say, I want this and it goes out the door. So, and we do our best to, to get quality in good time and good, you know, good faith. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think we, yeah, I we think have the, some improvement. Hopefully when we move to the new space, when yeah. we get better commercial equipment, we can, um, fine tune those pieces that may not work, but. Um, that are, you know, that are slowing us up. But I think building the crew to travel to the next space, I think will be good. Yeah. So I, I feel like, um, you know, people are thoroughly just blown back when they come inside. You know, some, some people who order every day, right? They've been ordering, ordering from us for a year, two years, every single day, and they come back. And they come in, they pick up or whatever have you. And they're like, oh, wait, 
is this like I can see the back of the kitchen I can see from the front door you know and then they see in the, the equipment that we're using and you know that's the big thing is because it's like we we really came in and rocked it out with without a hood you know without a lot of commercial equipment I mean pretty much you can move our whole I'm gonna tell you thing. shout out to the previous owners because I don't know how they figured out that whole um process without yeah. having a hood and a grill yeah um but thank you yeah i mean so <laughs> i think that's the i think that's the big thing you know we did it at such a small scale but we had so much success that really did, wasn't commensurate of like what we actually had yeah. in there to work with mm-hmm. so we had to get really creative and really efficient really quickly and then that really goes into you know how you kind of can get into each one of these apps you know um the big thing is like metrics like you said watching numbers you know so it's like okay this day we were behind on a lot of orders on this app all right well how do we fix that because if you're not paying attention to those little details you know the delivery app you mean their business too so they have to protect their brand and their business you know so it's like okay you're going to start getting a bunch of refunds drivers are going to be upset they're going to not they're going to start not sending drivers on time what's going to happen is your customers are going to be upset you know so now you are giving customers cold food they're not happy you know the drivers are not happy people don't want to come to your restaurant things like that so it's like we're still dealing with that customer service piece and that's still important but it's in it's kind of a three-step thing it's like okay we have to in order for to make the customer happy you gotta make the driver happy, you know? And so it, now we're depending upon a lot of different things. You know, so I feel like those little metrics are really, really important. And that's why I try to teach people is like, yeah, these these apps, is, they can serve you and they can work for you and they can make you a good amount of revenue, but you have to take care of it just like this is a customer. And I feel like people say, you know, I don't like this app, they did whatever, whatever. Well, they so, pause it. So yeah. they pause it. So it's no and, longer a thing for them. And so the thing that I try to teach people is like, all right, you pause that, right? That's fine. But will you close your door in the middle of a service? No, you, you're not going to say, okay, this, we're too busy and we're shut down. Now, you know, your regular hours is 12 to nine, mm-hmm. right? And at four o'clock, you got super busy and you just said, all right, we closed. And people start walking to the door and the, and the door is locked. Like, you're not seeing that process because it's not physical. You can't, again, we're going to agree to disagree. Our, the way we run RVA Cafe is totally different to almost every other business here in Richmond, Virginia, any other restaurant. So where our thing is delivery, their thing is dining and walk-ins. And so they pay owners to that. That comes first. So you can't say, you know, are you going to close the door? Because to them, it doesn't compare. And that's what I'm trying to make you understand. It it does compare. Because, but does it have to? But does it have to make sense to them? I mean, I feel like it, it makes will, sense to you. It, but I feel like it will have to because but that's it, a whole other staff for them. So remember, they get so many walk-ins, right? And mm-hmm. they get this amount of diamonds based on whatever the government is, is has mm-hmm. approved. They're going to need a whole other staff if they were to bring in that delivery piece. Because you're going to still get in well, the walk-ins and you're going to get a whole different demographic for delivery. Well, see, I guess for me, as I said, you know, I'm the 
one that's thinking about all these things like kind of in the future. So when we were talking about this, we were having this disagreement in what, 2019 and then 2020 came. So you ain't have no walk-ins. And so that's what I'm teaching people. Like you wasn't able to talk to no, you know, you didn't have anybody coming but in. But they you were had able no to figure it out. Yeah. But you were able to figure it out late. So some people, they figured it out. Some people, they didn't. They can't plan on any money that they haven't even known to see. And we see, plan on that money because we can see the dip. We can see the growth mm-hmm. and we can see the dip. So then we can say, oh my goodness, how can we get back up to the peak? Yeah, right? Yeah. They're, they're, they're maintaining. They're maintaining. And so they, they can't miss money that they haven't already made. And see, that's the sad part about it. Cause it's like, you know, as a restaurant, you know, we live, it's a really hard industry to be in. You know, we have restaurants. The general thing is you're going to fail within the first year. If you make it through the first year, you're going to fail in the first three years. Mm-hmm. And if you have got by God's grace, you make it three years mm-hmm. in five years, you definitely go, you know, and then from that five to 10 years, you're going to maybe stay around the same, you know, kind of threshold, mm-hmm. you know, kind of bouncing back between, all right, we, we hire some people, we could be good. We, we're not going to be good. X, Y, Z, you know, and essentially, you know, um, I tried, you know, I'm trying to tell people like you can be so much further if you just planned to be further. And that kind of goes back to what I was talking about before, you know, it's like, if you don't plan to be successful, you're not going to be successful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's where my disagreement comes from because it's like, I'm always planning to get to the next step. So I'm always moving, ordering my steps like I'm already there. So I'm not sitting here saying, oh, you know, oh, I'm not, we're not, we we don't have this really successful business. We don't have a bunch of restaurants. We don't have a bunch of different locations because, you know, I'm just struggling to get Mm -hmm. there. I'm like, no, I'm going to plan to be there right now. And if you plan to be there right now, your staff will follow you. Your, you know, your work ethic will follow you. You know, everything will come into order as long as you're planning that step because most people they ask for these blessings they ask for well i want to be successful i want to be a successful business owner i want to have a successful restaurant it's like all right well what are you doing to be there you cannot come for people and that's not what you're doing that's okay so you their focus is their focus yours is yours and so yours is to capture as much as you can and keep that capture we don't know what their their drive is, what their focus is, what their goal is, what their why is. Mm. So we can't say that they're not wanting to do it because we don't know why they're stopping. We know they're stopping based on our standard, but can we push that standard onto them? Yeah, I mean, I, you can't, but I don't know. Um, to me, as I was saying prior to 2020, when I launched a consulting business, I started helping other restaurants. I'm like, hey, standing on my soapbox, restaurant industry is going to flip upside down. This dining eatery, oh, it's on a river. Oh, it's a nice place to take my date. That's all going away in five years. And then it, it happened in five months. You know, and for me, I still think that's true. And, you know, that's why I'm, I'm so big on virtual restaurants being a delivery kind of focused when you get into restaurant industries because... 
I don't believe we're going to be sitting in restaurants much longer, even now. You know, yeah, COVID restrictions are lifting. X, Y, Z, people are out and out and out. We went out to dinner last night, Mm -hmm. right? Well, to have like hors d'oeuvres or whatever. No, no, no. I want you to say what it was because that's, that's a key to what is bringing people. The food is not bringing people. The music and the space of being where it's at is bringing people. You're on a rooftop. You have music going. Everybody's but looking nice. But the point nice. is, but that's not there was food. a line. That's fine, but it wasn't a line for food. That's what you have to understand. So it's like, okay, either you're going to be this, but that's a really big, vast demographic gap there. You know, from we're going out to have fun with loud music playing, with most people want to drink, you know, and it's a rooftop. You know, so now we're here to look good, feel good, be good, right? But that's not going anywhere. Yeah, that might and not if- go nowhere. But again, why I say it's a vast majority of people that don't do that. That's not my scene. You know that's not my scene. I went because you wanted me to go. But my scene, if I say, okay, if I'm going to go into a restaurant, I'm going to go sit down. I need to have a parking lot because I don't like going downtown looking for no park, paying for no park, decided, okay, well, if, if a park here, I got redesign. I might get told. I don't know. That's That's <laughs> dead for me. So... I got to be somewhere. No, we well, I'm parking. Right our own house. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking to go somewhere. Good. You know, they got a parking lot. You know, I'm getting a server. You can pay attention to me. You know, we get some drinks. You know, you can take it. You can if you have kids, you can bring your kids, all that, you know. And I feel like that that part of the industry is not going to be where it's at. You know, people aren't going to necessarily say, OK, I'm bringing my kids, doing all this X, Y, Z, having a good time as a family, you know, buying a meal per child per adult things like that Mm -hmm. so i feel like that's where the industry is gonna kind of take a dip and we're gonna have to start figuring out restaurants are gonna start figuring out all right how do we still service these customers you know how do we still be the the forefront of these customers and it's like are you gonna especially as small business restaurants you know are you gonna fall behind because people's attention span is going down. So it's like, all right, now we're hungry, right? As a customer, we're just hungry. We don't know what we want. You know, this, that's a normal question. And everybody's like, what do you want to eat? Oh, I don't know. What do you want to eat? Oh, I don't know. So it's like, eventually you're going to start having essentially like your phone tell you what you want to eat, right? Because mm-hmm. you're going to be like, all right, I'm just going to go on some kind of app. Something in my face, whatever's in my face, whatever pops up first and whatever the easiest and can get to me the fastest is what I'm going to eat. You know, so it's like, okay, how as a small business restaurant do you fit into that category? Because if you're like, well, I don't need to do this because I'm on a river or I don't need to do this because I spent $30,000 in my ambiance. Well, yeah, you're going to get some people. But again, as I told you, the story I always tell is. Who orders from us every single day every single day right we don't know where he live at we don't know his last name we don't know who he is for real but i delivered to him one time thinking this was an, it was an adult and sure enough it was a 12 year old boy so when they're grown and they're the ones spending the most of the money what do you think they're gonna do they're not gonna say oh well i'm gonna go to this restaurant because I think they pick and choose when they're going to do delivery. I don't think it's every meal of the day. I think it may be, you know, for breakfast, lunch, and then for dinner or cocktail hour, they go out. 
and they physically interact with people. Mm. I I'm at to respectfully disagree because we got people who order French toast in the morning, then we open up overnight, and people order the same daggone French and toast. And we've seen night. that. Absolutely. And I'm like, what's wrong with y'all? Well, but hey, I'll take it. I thoroughly appreciate the business, but you got people who order, like, you just had the French toast this morning. What are you doing? But hey, that's a good problem to have. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, that that's what tells me, and those are the, those are the customers that I pay attention to. I'm like, okay, so y'all y'all would just order anything, <laughs> you know, and because they, they just want they want the convenience. People are willing to pay for the convenience. And you got we we live in a world of convenience. Everybody is paying for convenience all the time. I mean, whether I you like know to it or order not. online. Yeah. I mean, earlier you wanted something to eat, and I, you wanted to go in the restaurant. I'm like, no, nobody does that. Order online. Yeah. So you know, that's what it's gonna be. You know, so we have to really pay attention to that. Um, you know, and again, going back to, okay, well, this is how we were successful at RVA Cafe. Well, mm-hmm. then what do we do? We said, okay, let's take let's take it a step further, right? So we launched Loco, you know. <laughs> so Loco is our own delivery service that we said, okay, well, we're using all these other third-party delivery services. We see how well they are, how we mm-hmm. see the good, we see the bad. See the ugly, we see the beautiful, you know, we couldn't be here without them. But on the other flip side is like, yeah, they, here comes uh, this you know, driver today that's being rude. And so what we did was we said, OK, well, why don't we see if we can do it ourselves? And, you know, we realized it's really not that hard. And the thing about it is these other apps, you know, they're big billion dollar companies. So they're not thinking about the small man. They're not thinking about. The struggling restaurant, the mom and pop. That's like, okay, how are we gonna pay? Well, they think about it. They think about it to get it signed on to the app. Yeah, and then that's it. They drop the tablet off and leave. Find those smaller businesses when you're scrolling down. Yeah, you know the app. You you gotta really either type in and say, I'm looking for this Mm -hmm. specific business to find it. So I mean, they're thinking about it when they want to get you on. And then they then they partner with you know big corporation restaurants that you know really don't not worried about the little bit of money that you you know you're worried about so you might be worried about okay how i'm gonna pay this rent and they're mm-hmm. like well this corporation you know they got another billions of dollars to say okay if this this store isn't making money for the next three years we're still good and so you know we start loco to kind of fit in that gap to say mm-hmm. okay if you want to provide a delivery service but we also want to make sure we're taking care of the local community Absolutely. and the local restaurant community. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's what we did, you know, started Loco and that's going really well, you know, getting restaurants on board. Mm-hmm. And now it's even funny because you have customers that are going there that literally orders for the whole week. Right. At the beginning of the week, they just order in the middle of the night and they go again and just try this random restaurant that they probably mm-hmm. never heard of. And it's like it's a local restaurant that mm-hmm. you didn't even know. You know, and we make the delivery zone really, really big so that everybody across the entire town can try these different restaurants. Right. So that's the cool thing about it. And then here we are, 2021, you know, we started, we officially launched Loco in December of 2020. That's going pretty well. Here we are now in 2021. Like, okay, well, what's the next step to this? You know, so here we are about to launch all kinds of virtual brands. You know, mm-hmm. virtual restaurants, meaning, you know, restaurants that don't have any location. You know, it's yeah. just 
more or less ideas. It's like a, a pop-up without a home. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really what it is. And it's pop-ups that can go within other restaurants. Because the thing about it is these... So, you have to understand you have small restaurants that have underutilized space. Mm-hmm. You know, they have... They're either struggling, too, you know, because we all came from 2020. You know, we've seen what COVID did to the restaurant community. So, now you have restaurants that are like, okay, I don't know how I'm really going to make it here. You know, how long we're going to make it. So these virtual brands we can literally go in say hey okay we can help you figure out your delivery services and then the next step we can give you a delivery service and then the next step is we can actually give you a pop-up restaurant to put on this delivery service you know so it's like we've done the entire process for you to at least help you to survive because that's my point and when i go into any restaurant i'm like okay scratch all the business owners scratch all the entrepreneurship i just want to see you survive because you know we've seen plenty of our favorite restaurants just kind of go out of business poof gone in you know less than a year so it's like okay what can we do to kind of help out our local community you know um and so that's how we came to i guess where we're at right now of launching you know multiple virtual brands to kind of help out our local community and give it to whoever really wants it you know so they're putting all of the information we had. So we pretty much did the work, opened the RVA Cafe. We figured it all out. And now, now we're giving it out to the world. Hopefully we can get them out to areas that, to people who wouldn't necessarily um, be able to order. Yeah. You know, from the top of their phones and get what they need. Staples for their home. You know, we got um, a supermarket on there. We got, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, um, uh, like a marinade, olive oil type mm-hmm. thing on there. You know, we have options. Yeah. We can actually service everybody from breakfast all the way through dessert. Mm-hmm. No thing. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, and dessert. But um, extras. <laughs> I think this was, this was insightful um, on how we got to where we are. Um, yeah, you know, I, think- I thank you for your tenacity to really stick it out to figure out what we needed to do to sustain where we are to keep and keep the numbers up we've we've had dips right because mm-hmm. we have those moments of time where it um it just gets slow but you've even been able to sustain through those where it doesn't affect overhead it doesn't affect employee pay it doesn't affect mm-hmm. You know, I mean, because that's normal important. operations. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's important. Your your um, culture that you build in your restaurant, you know, restaurant industry is already hard. So you have to build a good culture that people feel good about coming to work, you know. So then that's just not always about pay, you know, even it was something that you didn't like. But in uh, 2020, you know, got really, really busy there in like what, May, June area. And I was like, OK. I had to sit down with my team. was like, all right, you guys want me to pay you more or you want me to hire more people? And it was like, oh, well, we, we want to get paid more. So I was like, all right, that's fine, but we got to do the work. So we started doing the work. It was good. And then I came back. I was like, all right, somebody, we don't need some breaks here. So what we started doing was start rotating um, a week off paid vacation. Now, when I realized that, you know, this was a real big entrepreneurial moment for me, because obviously we live in America, we're like, okay, this is the how you run a business. You know, work nine to five, work five days, you get two days off, two weeks pay, 
uh, vacation XYZ. I was like, wait, my name on the business. I can do what I want. So, you know, I had to sit down with all my people. I was like, all right, let's figure this out. You know, we're working hard every day. It wasn't a Saturday and Sunday is the only hard day. It was every day. So I was like, what can we do to still make you motivated to come to work, you know, and you feel good? So what we started doing was, what, every week somebody was out for a paid vacation. And the amount of people, not that big. So it pretty much rotated every four to five weeks. So imagine every five weeks at max, you got a paid week off. That was pretty good, you know. I like that. We're going to have to bring that back. No. <laughs> it was pretty good, though. I mean, it was good, it was good for when we had it, the small team that we had. No. <laughs> but, but so stuff like that. But, I mean, you know, that's, that's, and that's the selling point that I really tell people about all that we do of, you know, driving your delivery businesses, you know, getting on Loco, to getting these uh, virtual brands because now you're creating multiple revenue streams out of your one location, off your one Absolutely. overhead. Mm-hmm. And so when I go into restaurants, I'm like, look, this is not just to line your pockets. This is to pay your employees mm-hmm. more. You know, the single mom who doesn't know how she's going to pay for daycare. That may, quality of life. Yeah. You know, she may have to go and get another job, job after right. yours. Well, because you, you can't afford to pay her. You know enough and it's not your fault it's just the, the the nature of the beast and so it's like all right well now you can pay her a little bit more or the college kid who you know can't don't know how you're gonna pay his tuition you know next semester you're like okay well here's enough money so that you can save up to pay your tuition next semester you know those are the things that i try to make apparent so when i go and i'm like okay i'm consulting you i'm not just consulting you to say hey i just want you to be richer no no, no. i want you to be at a better position well, your product is going out, and then you can create more opportunity for the community. Yeah, and that's the goal that's of jobs, having local. You know, exactly. You know, so now we're creating jobs within the community, and not only just any job, but good jobs that mm-hmm. you can feel good about going to work, getting a living wage, you're feeling well. So, I think that's the big thing, and that's the most the most proud thing I am about RVA Cafe is that the journey led us here. Mm-hmm. So now that we're literally in a position to create jobs and not only jobs, but even better, the jobs that are already out here to make everybody have a good living wage mm-hmm. and, you know, good work-life balance. Yeah. Good job. We did it. You did it. <laughs> I just pay people. Because you're the boss, right? <laughs> I'm HR. You're the, the boss. boss. <laughs> <laughs> Daquan Woodbury, thank you. Thank you. It's been good.